Sarah, are you nude? I'm not nude for <laughs> anyone at home who wants to know. And I will prove that I am not nude in Did just a moment. In off the out of the ocean. I just I want did. to make sure. I walked in out of the ocean and I don't know any English. I'm actually speaking myrrh right now. Everyone Mur, freaked Mur out person. because they've never seen a nude woman before. They lost exactly. it. Like lost their minds. It was <laughs> insanity. It was like a stampede. Pandemonium. Um, Pandemonium. Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And today on the show, we have improviser, performer, Ray, joining us today on the show. Ray, the lovely Ray, thank you for Ray. being here. Thank of you. Course. I miss yeah. you. I miss you guys, no, too. I really do. a good excuse to hang out, you know? I know. No. I'll take any excuse, honestly. Yes. Um, cool. Uh, so we're going to be discussing the film Splash today splash. splash uh sarah what m- year was this movie made 1984 1984 uh that was the same year gremlins came out i don't know why i thought of that both of those things but maybe there was a lot of fantasy slash monster movies coming you out. you have to I get them know. wet you can't get them wet you can't get them wet but you have but this mermaid you shouldn't get wet or you, she will turn into a mermaid on it's land. It's true. Um, I'm real, I was really impressed that she knew how to use a hair dryer. I don't know about you guys, but I was like, that was, all impressed. The things. I was impressed. I was impressed that she could turn on the bath and know how to like, which knobs and. Yeah. She figured a good. lot out. Very she selective. Did. There was a lot she learned on that. And that's on that six hours of television yeah. that she watched. Yeah. Um. So we're going to be talking about splash today. This is a film I've wanted to talk about on the show for a while. All right. Um, and uh, but before we do, uh, I would love to talk to you, ladies, about what you've been watching. What have you guys been watching lately? Anybody? Fabre, you want to go first? Sure. Um, OK, so just recently, I'm a big anime nerd. Uh, as You have a beautiful, by the way, those of you guys who are listening to the show and not, uh, you can watch our vidcast if you're interested. Uh, it's on Critical Crop Top's YouTube channel. Uh, and Ray has a beautiful array of art behind her. <laughs> yes, thank you. Oh. A lot of anime stuff. So I just uh, watched Mungan Train. It's a mm-hmm. Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. uh, Demon Slayer's first movie, uh, mm-hmm. which is a new-ish anime. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really good. I enjoyed it. So. Excellent. That's great. Where can and where is that available? So we saw it in theaters under the social distance, though. And you had a, a were masks and masks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, masked up and everything. So right now it's only in theaters. Oh, um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. How but, was that the first movie you had seen in a while in the? Theater? Yes. Yeah. I that was the first movie we have saw have seen in theaters in all of 2021 and mm-hmm. um really 2020 as well. So, so it's, it's been, been a while. How it's been it over feel, a year. How did it feel going back to a theater? I miss it a lot. Um, it was I'm like so antisocial. So I was thriving under that environment, yeah. not having to sit that close to strangers. Like, um, this is great. I want yeah. people to be away from me all the time. Yeah, it's like if no one could ever talk to me and like be next to me and share an armrest with me, that would be wonderful. Oh yeah, Thank nobody. You. I can't imagine sharing an armrest with a stranger at this point. Uh, it's the worst. It's I don't. We were living in pandemonium before. It's crazy. Like and in films that I watch now, when I see people walking up to someone and just like hugging them or kissing them or shaking their hand or getting in their face, I'm just like, How about wait, people eating from the same chip bowl. 
Yeah, I'm just like, you know wait. What I'm saying? Oof. Yeah. Like, I can't. It was the Wild West before. Yeah. It was. So. It really was. Um, well, thank you for that recommendation. Um, so, uh, and I think that, you know, as people are getting vaccinated and, you know, all that stuff, I think that we can, I hope to also return to a theater sometime soon. Uh, I'd miss it a lot. I miss the experience of going to a theater. So, um, I think I'm okay with, without it. I think I Sarah, only, I thought we were going to go see Gucci together. We can see, I can, I like being with you, Nicole, but okay, like going to a me. theater is mm-hmm. not my favorite. Cause I also, I don't like being around people that much. Sure. I mean, I like being around them, but not mm-hmm. like strangers. I guess I like being around I my like, friends. I do too, but I, there's, I love, I miss the experience of a theater. Like now that it's been taken away from me. Uh, but yeah. also I like, I like the unexpectedness of like being in a theater and responding to something honestly with a group of strangers. There's something about that. I really love. Like, I feel like the audience energy feeds off of itself. If you're in a good audience, like I feel like, especially going to see something that you're really excited about, um, or oh, yeah. see something that's really terrible and everybody openly hates it. That's also yes. its own kind of experience. But yeah, I, just I think I want um, to experience anyone else. You don't want to experience other people. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> it is. It That's is fair. fair. I mean, I'm just looking forward to watching movies with my friends at this yeah. point. And not- I love trailers. I think that was the thing that I had missed yeah. and didn't realize that I had yeah. missed. Um, yeah. Just watching a cinematic trailer in a mm-hmm. theater was mm-hmm. really fun. Um, yeah. So that was cool, too. Yeah, sure. I'd say that that is probably the best part. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, what have you been watching? So the strangest thing that I've watched recently Ooh, the is strangest. the strangest thing, yes, is The Lighthouse. Oh, Ooh, I like The Rob, Lighthouse. Rob, Robert House. Pattinson and yeah. what's his face? Uh, William Defoe. William Defoe. Will, yes. Willem Defoe. Willem Defoe. Um, Willem. Yes. Willem. And it was batshit. Like, yeah? Like in a you, good way? In a, well. Like would I like it? It's weird. Yes. It's a weird uh, movie. You would, you would think it was weird yeah um, well you know i like weird but uh it's like a thriller type thing but it's it's based on well i'm not going to tell tell you what it's based on because i want you to kind of figure that out for yourself so i guess that's not a good thing to discuss but i think you should see it it's uh basically based on a couple of characters mm-hmm. um it's a character study yes uh a mythical character char- character oh Okay. It's a. It's kind of like a. Uh, without. Uh, I don't know what to say yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 Um, Just watch I, it. Just I watch. appreciate the choices that Robert Pattinson has made as an actor. Yes. Uh, yes. Post Twilight. Also. Post-Twilight. Uh, sidebar. Um, if I I haven't watched the Twilight commentary, but apparently Robert Pattinson's commentary on the commentary track of Twilight is something to behold. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that it's fantastic as like, well. Because Robert Pattinson genuinely hates Twilight. Yeah, um, he like openly mocks the movie and his yeah. performance. Yeah. Aww. Well, but yeah. not like I don't think he's like mocking the director. I think he's just mocking the how serious like has characters like broodiness. It's more like it's in good fun. I don't think he's like fuck this movie. You know, it's yeah. just like where he's like he's mostly making fun of his own performance. I think. Yeah. It's very melodramatic. And I think that he was, he, that's what he's kind of playing on how serious Mm -hmm. the movie took itself. Yes. Um, Well, in the lighthouse, both Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson disappear 
into their roles. Like, wow. unrecognizable. Like, I couldn't, like, they seemed like completely different people. Um, yeah. I don't know if this acting. is the right place to discuss this, but I have heard that because I w- listened to another podcast called How Did This Get Made, which is where they watch really bad movies and they watched, um, so, how was that movie it's this movie with madonna and willem dafoe and it's like one of those remember in the 80s they had all of those like sexy thrillers that was all about like a woman having sex and killing men uh, uh anybody yes. like, like the sliver Glenn, Glenn, basic like instinct, Glenn close movie fatal traction all that yeah, anyway yeah. apparently willem dafoe has an enormous dick like he's yeah so big okay so you know what i'm talking about i've heard that i've heard so it because big. of um i've heard it because of nymphomaniac uh, oh, he right, was- right right uh right and they didn't want like he was supposed they didn't want his they had to get i heard they had to get a stunt dick because his was so big it was it was yeah it was to the point where they didn't believe that it was it was didn't look realistic so they they got this looks like a fake dick we got to get another dick in here they got a dick double (laughs) in there yeah because willem dafoe has an enormous distractingly large penis distractingly large penis um anyway i I just every time someone says well his name willem dafoe like that's all i can think about yeah willem big dick dafoe yeah i can't imagine and it to from what I understand about it, it's not necessarily attractive. It's more grotesque. Yeah, which, it's like yeah. upsetting. Yeah, is how it's been described. Yeah, people aren't saying it in a like you no. know Adonis type of way. No. It's, it's very like, much well, is he like short? creeped out. He's, yeah. He might be short. I don't, I don't know. know. I think he's a normal size. It's just he has a monster dong, like monstrous. Yeah, yeah I have Hilarious. a friend in high school who, who said that guys like that like they call them tripods. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I know. Um, I don't know how to segue out of that, but I have been I've been watching or have been. It's over now, and I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, but I have been watching Falcon the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I've talked about on the show, I think before. But uh, I've been so I've been watching falcon and winter soldier or is it the falcon and the winter soldier i don't know the on the disney plus that's what i've been watching the disney plus the disney plus uh and it just wrapped up i think last time we talked i had seen the first two episodes and now i've seen the whole thing it was six episodes and i can say highly recommend um i you know i've never really been into the captain america storyline um because i it's uh, you know it's like oh it's like good guys, bad guys. It seems very black and white. Um, and that's like, doesn't usually interest me. Um, but this show actually really surprised me. I thought it was going to be a fun blow em up show in between WandaVision and Loki, where it would be kind of like my appetizer, you know? Um, and I think I said that last time where it surprised me with actually how, how good the show got. Um, it actually explored, the uh, like America and what America thinks it is and what America actually is and the morally gray area and like um Anthony Mackie's so good and like Sebastian Stan is so good and I'm uh, uh, Nemo or not Nemo Zemo we were joking about calling the they should call the show Finding Zemo but anyway that's a whole other topic uh my sister and I who was watching it with me um Zemo's so good anyway honestly the only character i thought they really bunged up was Sharon Carter, who I honestly didn't really give a shit about to begin with. Um, but uh, her, the writing of that character, and there was this big reveal 
in quotations. It was not a reveal in any sense of the word, but because everybody was like, duh. Uh, anyway, there's a big reveal about her in the finale, which was like, anyway, her the writing of her character was boring and sloppy and poorly handled, but everything else was really, really good. And it touched on some really relevant um, topics. And uh, so I would say, and it, it was certainly fun and there was a lot of great action. So if you're we're looking for that and you're like, I don't want something that makes me think, well, too bad. It does, it makes you think, but it also has really great action scenes. So you get both. Um, so I can highly recommend uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And they stuck the landing. The finale was really great. So awesome. Recommend that one. Uh, all right. So uh, shall we get into talking about this movie? Let's. Uh, well, before we do, uh, ladies, have you heard of Splash before? Had you seen it? What were your preconceived notions or was this brand new for you? Let's start with our guest, Ray. Um, so I was always conscious of this movie's existence. I hadn't seen it ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I mean, I was going to say because it was kind of like before my time because I was That's born fair. in the 90s. Yes. But I've seen old movies, but yeah. for just some reason, Flash just never, of uh, Splash mm-hmm. had never really hit my radar. But um I was really intrigued that you guys wanted to watch it because I knew I had heard about it partially from and we were talking about this. Yes. Um, a, a YouTube video that was talking about mm-hmm. Born Sexy yesterday. Yes. And we're so we're going to get into that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that is um, that was just kind of my experience with it. And I'm glad that I saw it. Yeah. Now you can really sort of, you know, I guess, contextualize that. At yeah. Least the clips from that uh, Definitely. video. Yeah. Awesome, cool. What about you, Sarah? <clears throat> well, uh, I it, I also was born after this film came out, and mm-hmm. I had always heard about it. And I think what I heard about it from my mom was that it was bad. Mm. Um, well, okay. m- my mom thought a lot of the '80s co- comedies were just like, I mean, they're not great films. I would say they're problematic. Uh, especially yeah. when viewed through today's lens, um, yeah. in a lot of ways, yeah. But I mean, like, but she like she showed me Big, which is mm-hmm. another Tom Hanks '80s film that yes. I I I love, mm-hmm. and we should definitely w- watch for the show. We should we definitely um, should? Mm-hmm. But like, why did she like Big and not Splash? I don't Good know. Question. Um, but all I know is that that's what I heard. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, fine, I'm not gonna watch. Um. So I'm interested but I, to hear when we get there what you actually yeah. think of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh great. So didn't watch it until now because mom said it was bad. Cool. Don't tell her I said that. I won't. She I won't tell her. Tell your dad not to tell her because I don't know <laughs> if he's still listening to our show, but at one time he was. Um okay. I so I did grow up in the 80s. Uh I was not I was uh, very young when this came out. I was like four I think uh mm-hmm. four or five when this came out so I didn't Born see it in the theater yesterday. or anything just kidding I was yeah um but uh I it was on tv a lot when I was a kid and Tom Hanks and John Candy and Eugene Levy were like my com like my comedy heroes so I watched this movie a lot what like about H- H- Hannah I thought she was very good in this movie um, she was very good in this movie, but I, I, I was, you know, big. I was a she big was comedy, not a comedy fan. hero. Well, she, you know, I don't think her purpose in this movie is to be funny, although she had some funny moments. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was a big fan of SCTV, which was the Canadian 
not to say that everything has to revolve around America, but the Canadian ish Saturday night live, you know? So I was a big fan of that. And of course I saw Tom Hanks in a lot of movies in the eighties as most of us did. Um, but those were the big, those were the big draw for me. I'm not going to say that I'm just being honest about as a child, uh, what I was drawn to about this movie. Although I think Daryl Hannah is great and I love, I thought she was good in this movie. Um, but uh, I watched this a bunch. I, I loved this movie a lot. I think there's a lot of stuff in here that I didn't see as a child, obviously. So looking at it now as an adult, there's a lot of, as we tend to do on this show with some of the movies I watched as a kid, uh, we kind of see it in a new light. And I definitely did see it in a new light. Um, but uh, yeah, as a kid, saw it a bunch of times, loved it, uh, wanted to be a mermaid. So I guess I'll say that about Daryl Hannah. Uh, even though I w- she wasn't specifically the draw for me, uh, the mermaid part of it was um, I used to pre- pretend to be a mermaid. Um, I mean, yeah. uh, Little Mermaid came out when I was a kid as well. So it came out when you were like nine or really, something. Nine it was in 10? the 90s. It was 89, 89. maybe. Okay. Yeah, it was late 80s. So, so like I would have been Renaissance Disney. Yeah. So I would have been 10 when The Little Mermaid came out, mm-hmm. which this is very similar, I think, to the Yes, plot of there's Little like. Mermaid. There's like a there is scene. A lot of there's a scene mm-hmm. that reminds me of The Little Mermaid, but I was like, this came before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I'm sure that that they OG probably drew from Little the same. Mermaid. OG Little Mermaid. Yeah, Daryl Hannah was the OG uh, Little Mermaid, I think. Um, yeah. So that's it. Uh, that's all. That's our uh, all of our experiences with this film. Splash prior to the podcast. So let's get into talking about this movie. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem so distant. Let's just do it, man. You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Splash. 1984. Directed by Ron Howard. Oh, yes. Ron Howard. A Ron Um, Howard home. Yep. Anybody catch the Clint Howard cameo clint howard ron howard's brother always uh i don't know who that cameos don't know who that is you would you would if i showed you a bunch of pictures of him he's in every ron howard movie he was the his cameo was uh at the wedding when the guy who comes in and is like it's kind of the last straw for alan and alan just yells at him alan yells she left me uh he's yelling at clint howard that's ron howard's brother yeah, and then the but the funny thing is also uh, John Candy says to yes, that's the is the bride's brother. That's the bride's so, brother, and that's actually yeah. Clint Howard, Ron Howard's oh my brother. God. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I do actually remember that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, wow. Uh. So much to talk about here. Like so much. I have so many notes. Um. Sarah, why don't we start with some? What would you like? Where would you like to start? In February, or you just jump in uh, whenever you feel like, or if you have something you want to talk about, feel free. But we just kind of go back around. We just kind of go back and forth here. Yeah, my universal thought is very simply: it doesn't take a lot of time. Uh, Alan is a piece of shit. Ooh. I hate I hate Alan. Wow. Actually. Oh yeah. my god. I'd love yeah. to hear about that. Let's but yeah. We'll start. circle back, but that's my No, I take. I think let's start there. I don't see how we cannot. Um so Alan is played by Tom Hanks. Yeah. Uh so let's start with Alan. Tell us why you why you think that Alan is Alan, I just think shit. Okay, so I think he's a piece of shit. First of all, I will say I it had not seen a young Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And I wasn't expecting 
the he, him to be hot. He's hot. It, it was in it, it, it a weird way. Yes. He was, yeah. So yes. I was like, okay. I agree. Because I, I know you as Woody. Um, that oh, was my yeah. first introduction right, sure. to you. Yeah. So <laughs> He's big sexy in this movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah. No, absolutely. I'm not going to fight you on that. Forrest Gump. Oh, oh yeah, Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Forrest Gump, I guess, was mm-hmm. my introduction. But, um, okay, so I think Alan's a piece of shit. Why? Because yeah. I feel like, um, I don't know. I What really kind of did it for me, there was little things throughout. Mm-hmm. It never really seemed like he, it was like he was just down to bang her without knowing, like, without even knowing if she... Because you could tell there was something off about her, right? And if we're landing this in reality, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you would probably think that maybe she was a little bit mentally ill or maybe she has some sort of delay. No one questions a lot about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. No one kind of questions that it's weird to me. He's totally cool with just like banging her out like two or three times before even knowing knowing her name. Yeah. Knowing who she is. Yeah. And that's, it kind of sucks. But then also um, in, at the climactic scene, which Mm -hmm. we don't have to get too much into right now if we don't want to, but yeah, um, we should circle back to that. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can circle back to the specifics, but he kind of did nothing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, let's put a pin in that. I want to talk about that very much. And I agree. Like, yeah, I agree, but, but I'm going to take a different route and say that seemed very out of character to me that he did nothing. That seemed out of character given everything to me. Yeah. I we thought it was I mean, a flaw in the writing to me. Okay. We could talk about it, but, but I, think, I don't know. I think everything you're saying is absolutely, uh, I totally get it. I mean, yes, yeah. he doesn't question. He doesn't want to know where she's from, really. Uh, he doesn't yeah, do anything I, for her. Huh? He doesn't do, do anything for her. No, he does nothing for her. He doesn't her. take care of her. He's like, you can stay at my place, but like, that's it. He did like, make he her doesn't... big breakfast, you guys. I don't know if you saw the big French toast breakfast he made. But... Um, yeah. At 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Well, they, they, after... they, they did fuck a lot. On the, <laughs> a lot. On the refrigerator, that's... apparently. On top, on top, on top of, of the refrigerator. Why do you want to go on top? I don't know. On top of the refrigerator seems like a weird place, but okay, N- sure. Nothing that I would want. It, I, I'm going to wrap that up in the package of men definitely wrote this movie like who no one wants to do it on top of the refrigerator unless you maybe it's a mini fridge we didn't consider that it might have been a mini fridge. Bend you over the mi- 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 mini it fridge. Been a mini fridge if it was a mini fridge that makes sense because the angle the angle might work may, yes. that does sound like it works yeah sarah what do you it. think of alan um i i initially like the words piece of shit did not cross my mind but sure. i i do not care for him I, I think that he is not the worst person, but he's sure. also not a great per- person. He's not Freddy. The yeah, bar's pretty no. low there. No. Yeah, um, I was like, we can't all be Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, I would agree with Fabre that he didn't um, do mm-hmm. enough for mm-hmm. her. And he also didn't save her when she need, 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 needed help. I think it was yeah, actually. That was strange. His brother who ended up saving her or like who? We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But yes. Um, Okay. So uh, here's what I'll say. So first of all, uh, just to like do a little very brief log recap of what this is about. We've got Alan played by Tom Hanks, his brother, Freddie played by John Candy. They own some kind of 
fruit shipping business, fruit business or something like a produce business yeah or they work yeah. at the docks or something uh yeah. which i feel like there could have been something to do with the mermaid in the docks and i'm not really sure why we didn't get any scenes there but whatever um not gonna question that too deeply uh and uh it's alan seems to be not able to commit victoria he's never fallen in love mm-hmm. before but he wants mm-hmm. to fall in love and so he uh encount he falls off of a boat in not montauk cape cod right cape cod but did he fall or did he jump because well like- he 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 tries the he tries to get the motor going and it knocks him off the boat and then he gets hit in the head seems like maybe he could have shifted a little bit uh, are we talking about when he's a kid well he, so he initially meets her scene. as a kid right he jumps off the boat which to be honest i can't say i blame him you know i would have jumped off of that boat too if i was little i mean his dad's a dick like let's just say like dad was a dick absolutely 60s parenting for the win right i mean like we'll get to freddie in a minute but freddie is dropping coins and looking up ladies skirts and his dad just smacks him over the head no conversation about consent here no. Anyway, no. his dad seems like a dick. The party's boring. He jumps overboard. This is in the flashback at the beginning of the movie. And that's when he meets uh, the mermaid for the first time. And then later again, she rescues him because he can't swim. And then then she decides to find him in New York. Right. So that's kind of the setup. Right. And then they fall in love or something. Anyway. So, Alan, here's what I'll say about Alan. Uh, I think now's a good time to talk about Born Sexy Yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Born Sexy Yesterday is a video that uh, Ray referred to at the beginning of the of the podcast, which is a video on YouTube. You can look it up. I'm sorry. I did not look up the name of the YouTuber who did this video, but you can just. Pop culture detective. Pop culture detective. Thank you. Um, and uh, so the, the idea of Born Sexy Yesterday is this whole trope of like innocent, and I'm quoting in quotations, innocent, childlike female characters that are usually in some sort of sci-fi or fantasy setting um, that are uh, that are that a male character will fall in love with. And because she's innocent and needs to be taught everything about the world and is uh, sexually inexperienced and all of that stuff. Um, What's the quote he uses? He's like something childlike and unimaginably wise. Yes. Wise, but childlike. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah available enamored with the care the male character all of those mm-hmm. things so yeah. the, uh, the examples were the new the tron remake splash uh fifth element, element. which mm-hmm. is big time A that big trope big. Um, i think you could put ex machina, machina in in that category until the ending it's a subversion of it's that subversion which i actually love it. It yeah. plays on the idea that we think she's born sexy yesterday when really she's manipulating everything, which I think mm-hmm. is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually trying to think in my head if there were any examples of men in this uh, trope. Big George of the Jungle. Big George of the Jungle. I think you could put Making Mr. Right in this category. Mm-hmm. Where the, I haven't seen that. Well, that's so. a film we did. Or, uh, was That was last season, right? Uh, and he it's John Malkovich and he's a robot and um, and a woman falls in love with him. But he's like, you know, basically that's the same idea. But Bored Sexy Yesterday is you've got this enticing, fully adult grown woman who has kind of the mind of a child almost. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. And now, the, and the men in her life are the, the, it's the first man she's ever encountered. It's yeah. 
the oh, that's first true. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. So he is the best by default. By default, yes. Here's why I don't hate Alan. And here's why I think that of this trope, this is the least offensive to me. Uh, and this is just my opinion. Uh, first of all, they cast Tom Hanks, who's super likable and sweet and earnest. And I think that if this had been played by someone else, like, I don't know, you put Jack Nicholson in this role or something. Oh, God. What a creep. I mean, I'm not saying anybody would, but I'm just saying you put a different, I'm just using him as an example. Yeah. You put a different actor in this role and, and Alan is a total creep. See, the thing is, I think he is like, Tom Hanks is not a creep, but I think he's a creep. Fair. Totally fair. I'm yeah, saying Tom Hanks plays him the least earnestly of a creep. Yes. Like he is the least creepy creep, but he's and a, yes. so creep. checking in with her. But I'm saying like he's to- he said he he's like gonna put her up in a hotel. Gonna you know I I don't know. It's like he he plays it earnestly. He doesn't play it in a way that seems lecherous and creepy to me. But his acting is. helps. I, I know, but this is my opinion. Yeah, it is. It's totally valid. No, I see where you're coming from. I really do. His performance makes it for me not as creepy as it could be. And Nicole, Mm -hmm. it's not not about what you say. It's about what you do. Sure. But let me put it this in a different way. Here's why I think that of this trope, and this does fall in that trope, why it's least less offensive to me than, say, the fifth element. Because in the fifth element, she's like a literal baby. Like she was just born, <laughs> you know, like, and then in a just born in a full grown woman's body, but just born. So she is literally a baby in the fifth element mentally. Madison, the mermaid, comes to the land looking for Dick. Like she is come. She has a, for him. she is a human looking man. Yeah. She has a man is. kink. This woman wants two legs and a dick between it. And she came on land for that. She kisses him right away. List, let me hear me out. She came here. She He didn't have to convince her to sleep with him. Yes, what I'm she saying. She came wanting to sleep with him. And, yes, that, and him. her wanting to do that, her agency of that mm-hmm. makes this less creepy for me. Because she came here going, I am wanting, I want to fuck this human man. Yes. And to me, this is my opinion. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree agree with you. I, I'm saying I agree with you. And she didn't want Dick. She wanted his dick. Like she, she wanted, wanted his dick specifically. specifically. Yes. Yes. But that's what I mean. Like she chose that. He didn't, yeah. she didn't, he, she, she didn't get picked up by a fishing boat and he rescued her. Yeah. He didn't stumble across her on the beach and then convince her to go home with him. Yeah. She, she got him out. Got his wallet went into a shipwreck, found a map <laughs> of New York City. Well, okay. Walked her ass to New York <laughs> and came looking for him. So I'm just saying like her, her like agency in this, and I'm not trying to convince you guys of anything. Her yeah, no. In this makes it less creepy for me. So as she's a manipulating him. My only note on that, and I totally see where you're coming from, yeah. but if we're comparing it to the fifth element, mm-hmm. like Corbin Dallas, like the main yes. character yeah. and Lilu, yeah. like I don't think that he 
I honestly, if we're talking about this trope, I think Corbin's better because okay, please, he, yeah, 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 go for it. Because he did not, in comparison to uh, to Alan, mm-hmm. because Corbin, I mean, he was obviously attracted to her, yeah. to Lilu, like yes. all of the men in the movie. Yes. but he, I never felt like he, um, like even tried anything with her to mm-hmm. my memory mm-hmm. uh, until like the very I didn't even really see a romance between the two of them mm-hmm. until closer to the end yeah. after she kind of had a chance to fully flesh out who she was mm-hmm. um, in this in Alan's case I feel like I mean, yes, she did kiss him. So, mm-hmm. like, there's that. But at the same time, like, I feel like he literally, she was not a full-fledged person mm-hmm. prior to the sexual relations that they had. Yeah. See, and I so- disagree. I feel like she's had the merman dick and she doesn't want it. She wants something no, new. No, what I'm saying. She wants to, to devour him like a lobster. But to him, I mean, for him, he doesn't know who she is. True. Yeah. But that's she, not her fault. I mean, knows- that's not his fault. No, it, his what his, is his fault is that he sleeps with her without knowing who she is, without caring sure. that she can talk, that she can think, that she has a personality. Not, all valid points. All valid points. I think if we're talking about who's the best creep out of the born sexy yesterday, I'm going to put my money on Dallas Corbin or Corbin Dallas, whatever his name is. I find him, I, and I know we're not necessarily, but I yeah, feel like we're talking about talk, that. Yeah. And I haven't watched this movie in a while, but I feel like Corbin Dallas is more creepy to me because he seems like he fe- treats her like he's intellectually superior throughout the movie. Um, uh, yeah, I think you can make an argument for that. And maybe I just think Bruce Willis is kind of a creep. That he's also might be creepy, my problem. Yeah, I think you have a thing for Tom Hanks. I and do. That's- this is <laughs> Who doesn't You go back and listen to me try to justify Kurt Russell's <laughs> actions in Overboard. You'll know. Mm-hmm. That I have questionable judgment. I'm the first to say it. Yeah. I have questionable <laughs> judgment. If Tom Hanks took me home from the beach, I would go. Like 80s Tom Hanks or 80s like 2021? Okay. You know what? He's still a servo servo fox and he can get it. Honestly. I like him. I like him way more than his son, Chet. Uh, oh, let's so, not. Yeah. Let's not Chet. <laughs> Chet. I like Tom Hanks in, in spite of Chet. Okay, yes. we're just his, not... his other one. Who's who's the other one? There's oh, a, I like the other there's one. There's a good one, there's and then a, there's, there's a, a bad one. one. There's a good son and a bad son, but we don't need to either one. Uh, but yeah, '80s Tom Hanks is hot, and I agree with you that I don't think anybody else could have carried off no. his character. Colin. Uh, Colin. Oh yeah, okay. Colin Hanks. Yes, he's a cutie. I like Colin. I Hanks. like him. I, love Colin, I like Colin Hanks. Hanks. Yes. Yeah. He's good. He he's I'm. Um, on board with him, yeah. not with the other one. Uh, anyway, yes, I agree that and nobody else could have done it the way that Tom Hanks did it. But mm-hmm. I still think I just find him profoundly creepy and a jerk. Fair. And Fair. Uh, yeah, he was a jerk at, at, at in that the third act for sure. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think account, he is. Accounted. I think the, the 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 speed at which they fall in love is disturbing. But in keeping with other 80s movies. In oh, keeping yeah. with other movies in ge- 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 general. Like, this was actually one of my pet peeves when I was a kid mm-hmm. was movies in general. Like, not just this one, not just, like, 80s movies, but, like, all movies. The the love interests fall in love on site, on, like, very superficial chit-chat. Mm-hmm. And that's it. 
And there's no like deeper conversations. In most films, there there aren't those conversations that make you really fall in in love with someone. It's just the looks, the charm. Well, to be fair, like I don't like he's mad later that she lied to him or whatever about being a mermaid. But he doesn't. What? How much is he sharing about himself? Like anyway. Well, I want to circle back to that. But before we do, I want to talk about we need. I want to talk about Freddie. Yes, let's talk about Freddie. I feel like we need to talk about Freddie, who is absolutely a creep and written as such i feel yes like. mm-hmm. but okay so can i also right, eugene levy's character's a creep anyway there's a lot of creeps in this movie but here's the thing that i will say about the character like the brother mm-hmm. i think he was purposely written in so that alan's like actions would seem less creepy by yes. comparison fair. fair so i think that's yeah. a fair assessment because like he was so over the top oh, creepy, over the top. Yeah, that I felt like they were just like, well, see, Alan's the sensitive brother, you know, and I it's mean, just like, no, he's still weird. He's creepy as well. They both have some serious issues about women. Like yes. your your girlfriend is about to move out of your house, and he she says, "Do you love me?" And you say, "I moved in with you, didn't I?" What? Well, he what? doesn't. He doesn't that, love what? her, though. But he doesn't, he doesn't. love her. He then doesn't. Why did so you he should with her because that's what you do. I guess I, I don't move in with people I don't love. I've only lived with one person, and we're married, and we have three children. So I guess I ha- I've had roommates. Well, I've had roommates. <laughs> I've had roommates. Yeah. But wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Ray, are you saying that Victoria was his roommate and he just was very confused about the situation? <laughs> I mean, maybe he thought that he just needed an extra roommate and then she was no. thought they were in a relationship. Like, and that's the only explanation. Separate bedrooms, Victoria. I don't know what to tell you. But, <laughs> I I, but you do owe me for the rent this month. I will say that everyone has different views on love and different thresholds and different beliefs about, about it. And Fair. just because, like, I... Um, think one way about love and that of course I if I'm in a relationship with someone I want to love them I want mm-hmm. to like but not everyone is like that I've met pl- plenty of people who are like well that didn't occur to that me that live like, together though yeah that that they okay. were not thinking about love it was like we're in a relationship people have relationships I feel like no. I would not want to live with a, with somebody if I, I I would have to be in love with them. Otherwise, it would be like, get out of my house, please. I see. I think I see both sides of it now. The only. I don't know how um, you can envelop yourself in someone's farts every night and not love them. You know what the I mean? Only, the only partner that I have lived with is someone, you know, who I'm currently engaged to. Yes. So it's like, you know, I. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I know I know what you mean, where you're coming from. But at the same time, I definitely know for a fact that there are people who move in because, oh, we like each other. Okay, you know, fair. we want to see more we're of on each the other. Path. So we're on the road. yeah, we're right. So even if and even if they feel like they love each other, there's still different variations of that love, you know? Like maybe okay. they love each other to move in, but not sure. enough to tell each other that they love each other, which is yeah. weird to me, yeah. but I can see it. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. That's fair. Um, Yeah, I think that's a good assessment of Freddie. I'd like to list off a couple of Freddie's transgressions in this movie. Please. Uh, of course, there's the drop the coins under the, le- which I remember very clearly from the movie. That was one of the things that stuck out to me, even as a kid. Dropping the coins. does that as, as an, an adult. As a grown man at a wedding. Coins. So he can bend down and look up women's skirts. That is 
us. That is pathological. Yeah, it's sick. I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. Uh, he. I don't know if you guys noticed, but at work he has one of those boob mugs, like a mu- the mugs that's just like a boob with a nickel- nipple on it on his desk. I didn't see, see that. No, I, I was, didn't see that. There either. was a lot of little production design. I don't know if you guys counted the number of fish tanks in this movie, but there were a lot. I noticed it in the midpoint of the movie. I was like, "There's a lot of fish." He's tanks. got a fish tank. There's a fish tank at work. That. Tons of fish tanks. Uh, the there's so there's a. Is what I noticed. Yeah, there's a boob mug on Freddie's desk. Uh do you guys did you guys catch what the name of the the letter to the editor was that got published in Playboy or Penthouse or whatever? Lesbian no more. Lesbian no like more, that. which I can only oh, imagine yeah. means that he wrote a letter about how he turned yes. a, turned a, a lesbian into a straight, woman. which is the ultimate yeah. bullshit heterosexual Makes- bullshit. I would fantasy. say it's very 80s, but it's yeah. not even 80. It's not even it's isolated still, to the I 80s. wish. I wish we could yeah. leave it in the 80s, but I don't I think there are still plenty of men who feel that way. Um, you know, he's a womanizer. He's written as such. Okay. <sighs> Guys. But he's you know hilarious. I'm supposed to hate Freddie, but I don't. I don't hate Freddie either. <laughs> I don't hate him either. John I Candy is this too amazing. He's I so know. funny. I, I know. Guys, when I, he's smoking the cigarette while playing racquetball, I died. Like, yeah. it was just. I now, I, I hate, I hate Freddie. Yeah. I hate the character of Freddie. I do. He's a character though. But John Candy is hilarious. Yes. And I can't, everything he touches is gold. I and so First I time I'd seen John Candy in anything. And <gasps> I don't think I want to see any more of him. No, this is not usually the kind of character he plays. This no. is actually very against type for him. You need to see um, Planes, Trains, and Audi- Automobiles. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I love The Great Outdoors. Um, Spaceballs. 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 Oh, so good. John Candy is like a, the likable, funny guy. And like he doesn't usually, like a womanizer is not usually the type he plays. Mm-mm. But I also appreciated that they gave that role to a, a like a plus-sized man to be mm. the womanizer. I actually appreciated that. Um because I think it today in Hollywood, they probably would have given that role to like John Hamm or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciated that. Um, in the 80s comedy, they'd let you be flexible if you were a man. Um, anyway. Very true. You can be uh, anything. Yeah. I think this is another case. And again, I attribute this to Ron Howard for casting the right people. Um, he put somebody in that role that. If we had a different actor, again, let's say Jack Nicholson was in this role, we would have hated him, right? Even though I yeah. love Jack Nicholson, I still would have really hated Freddie. But John Candy makes this really awful person in like I every time he came on screen, I was like happy to see him, even though I yeah. know I'm supposed to hate him. I know. And Sarah hates him anyway. And I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, get it. I understand. I get it. So Sarah, but, what did you want to say about Freddie? Uh no, I mean I just really disliked his character and the person I watched it with really disliked his character too. Sure. It's just like yeah. Uh, awful. Like He's awful. Caricature. Yeah. Yes. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I mean he's gambling. He's not taking the business seriously but he's lying to people who are yeah, interested in the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he lied about uh, his son, uh, brother being in Vietnam, yeah. which think, was not cool. I also <laughs> feel like Alan is not old. Like I feel like Alan was too young to have been in Nam. 
right? Yeah. I mean, it was 1984, 84. and we're gonna. He looks like he's 70. what in his late twenties to me. Twenties, yeah. He would have had to been like 16 or so. I guess technically yeah. he could have been a nom at that age, but because um, Vietnam happened ended in it, 1973, so was it 73? Yeah, so 73 is when it ended. Yeah. Okay, so technically he could have been in. Like when he was 18 no. or something. Yeah, well, they sent 18-year-olds over there. That was absolutely what they sent 17-year-olds there. I think the youngest... With think, permission. You can have yeah, permission, I think you parent could, permission to go. Yeah, you could have been sent Ugh. over there at 17. Gross. I know, right? Um, Yeah, so Freddie is our counterpoint to Alan, who's supposed to be the good guy, right? Um, I mean, I think that's what his purpose is, right? Yes. But oh, also, absolutely. he is there, I think, at the end to talk some sense into Alan and because I did I couldn't help but like Freddie I did like the way I liked that moment or Bill and it gets John Candy and how good John Candy is when I don't want to get too deep into the ending here but when you know they have that conflict where now Alan is like I don't want to be with this woman because she's a fucking mermaid and she's not human and and freddie says to him like he's like you know people fall in love every day it's not a big deal you know that i'm not you know like i hate that it happened this way but whatever and like freddie is basically like people don't fall in love every day you i'll never be as happy as you were for that like three days that you were with this woman and i thought that was like really earnest and a, mm-hmm. i thought that moment was earned in the movie yeah uh i don't know about mm-hmm. you guys i agree but, but yeah I I I, I I I i did like that that moment and i think yeah. it meant more because that character you yes. think like this guy likes being kind of a shitty person but there's a moment where he's like you see that there's it comes at a price yeah, you know? yeah. And that price is not being in love and, and maybe he is shish, 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 shitty because he believes that he could never actually be ha ha happy because he doesn't feel he deserves it maybe maybe absolutely yeah and I think that um it's kind of interesting because I maybe I projected a lot onto the dad character at the Mm -hmm. beginning because we Mm -hmm. only saw him in one scene but he kind of seemed you know he seems like a piece of shit he Um, seemed shitty and removed as a parent from yeah removed as a parent removed and kind of yeah it didn't really seem like he really thought or considered his the wife at all or the mother of his children absolutely not so it could have been like that internalized, you know, how siblings can like kind of have the same experience, but take two different mm-hmm. viewpoints. That's kind of what it seemed like to me. Um, you know, one is just like, well, I'm just going to find love. And the other one's like, love doesn't exist. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I think that's definitely what happened. Like, oh. I mean, his father, look, if one of my stupid kids fell off a stupid boat, Chris would be in the water immediately. The moment the splash hit, we'd know it was one of our dumb kids. And and Luke, Chris would be jumping off the boat into the ocean. And I didn't even see his, like, what his mom was there. I don't remember his, like, that dad was removed from that relationship for whatever reason. And I think it, I think they did, again, however you feel about how this movie plays out, I think this movie is actually, except for, again, I have a huge problem with the way Alan reacted in that scene which we'll talk about where she we were it reveals that she's a mermaid. I had a huge problem with that. But otherwise I felt like the movie was very well written. Um I think that we get all we need to know about why Freddie and Alan are kind of messed up about love for meeting his dad for literally like two minutes. Mm-hmm. I think we get out all that we need to know about that. Mm-hmm. I yes. didn't no. no notice the dad at all. You didn't notice him? Not okay. at all. Interesting. Um and I don't know what that says about 
me or like I just wasn't like aware of the dad even being there. Okay. Well, I was just both fo- fo- focused on the kids, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gone. I'm sorry. You'll have to. That's come back okay. To me. Uh, Fabre, do you have? You don't. If you if you don't have, I I didn't want to make sure that in case you did have things you definitely wanted. I didn't want to like you know. My like I said, my anything you wanted to talk about. My whole theses is that I just hate Alan and I think that and I just did not and I didn't appreciate I don't know I just didn't appreciate the movie trying to make me feel like he was a hero because I didn't feel that way I felt like and it's like it and I feel like I have more tangible examples when Mm -hmm. we get to the midpoint and to the end for sure but for right now it was just kind of like I just was so what initially bothered you in the beginning and we haven't even really talked about their meeting yet as adults but yeah um so he so he gets upset at his somebody at the docks is getting married he's victoria's left him his long-term girlfriend i guess can we stop for a minute and just question should we have seen victoria was it necessary for us to see her that entire conversation happens on the phone um you know it's funny i feel like it's a testament to how much the movie doesn't actually care about female characters right that's I was actually I going to say that. Yeah, no, that's exactly kind of how I felt about it. She was a kind of a driving force in the movie, but she wasn't a character. And I was very, you know, she was a plot device. And Why didn't so we see her at the beginning of the movie. Why didn't we see her leaving him? Why didn't mm-hmm. we see that? Like, I like she we, doesn't matter. Exactly. She doesn't, <laughs> she exactly. doesn't matter. But we so, could yeah. have seen him get left by her. And I feel like that would have I feel like that would have meant something. Yeah, I remembered what I was going to say. So um, there's a scene where Tom Hanks' character talks about love and Mm -hmm. how he just wants to fall in love. That was at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. And how, like, I've thought about it and, like, they don't ever have put those words in men's mouths in Mm -hmm. movies. Like, they always have, like, like a a woman who wants love. Like, they, they, they never feature like men who want love especially back then i actually Mm, agree and i was thinking that very same thing in the bar because it wasn't just he said i want to fall in love he said i want to fall in love and get married and have kids like he he wanted the whole thing he wanted the Mm -hmm. whole picket fence you know nuclear family the rest of his life with someone yes and i i agree that i don't think that is something that is given to male characters in a movie Mm -hmm. like this very often I agree. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of like a testament to that, you know, the fact that you don't see it a lot that makes me immediately want to question it. And mm-hmm. so, like, what I would I question it if it was a if it was a woman saying that mm-hmm. maybe not because I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is what society expects from us. But my immediate response or almost immediate response to when he was saying that was why? Like, like why do you mm-hmm. why do you want to like, why mm-hmm. do you want to do that? Because it just never seemed like because to me, it's kind of like putting the cart before the horse, mm. but it makes sense if someone kind of has like some sort of, you know, brokenness when it comes to like how they mm-hmm. view relationships and mm-hmm. things. But it's just like, I want, I have this idea and I just need a woman that's going to fit into this mm. pre-made fair. life that's that fair. I want, that's fair. you know, instead of kind of the other way around. I don't know. I sure. just wish that it more like it was our society gave permission to men to, to desire a family. Yeah, to desire a future like that. Yeah. And it wasn't 
Uh, even though he's very good at his job, like the moment he found this woman, he was like not interested in the job. And again, this is also different than the way we see men being portrayed as very career driven and all that. First, yeah, yes. yes. That's so, true. Uh, and I felt personally, again, I, you know, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm shipping Alan a little bit here. So, you know, yeah, it's fine. You know, I take, mean, nostalgia. Take my, take my, uh, take my thoughts here with a grain of salt. But I believed him when he said that i felt like it, it was earnest that he said i want what i want to lo- love someone i want to spend the rest of my life with them he said he sees the old couple at the real roller at this race ice skating rink he's noticed them multiple times even though we've only seen them the one time he's noticed them at this rink together and he, that's something he wants he's starts talking to madison at dinner about how many kids he wants to have like these are all things we usually see women do in romance, romantic comedies, if you want to call that that what this yeah. is. I think it's supposed to be a romantic yeah. comedy slash fantasy movie. I'd agree. Let me pause it that yeah. he can be both. He could be both earnest and romantic and also a creep. Sure. I think for sure. I think it. Yeah. Uh, I think those go together pretty nicely. And I think we see a lot of examples of that in reality. So, yeah, yeah. I well, agree. And, and maybe I'm giving it a pass, a, a little bit more of a pass because of the, like, if you look at the levels of him compared to the other men in this movie, like. And that's, they did that on purpose, though, is my, but, is my point. But what I'm saying <laughs> is in the night, when this movie came out, and that's why we're looking at it now and looking back on back on it and saying, like, what is and isn't weird about it. Uh, because we should be looking back on this stuff with a critical lens. But also, like, when this movie came out, nobody would have questioned his motives in this way. Because he seems like a good guy by the standards of this time period, yeah. regardless. Uh, and yet, and and these all these other people, like, nobody would have, que- like, at, like, I'm trying to remember, I, I don't even think anybody would have thought, Fre- I think Freddie probably would have been considered to be oh look at this funny guy and his hijinks you know like i think that we're um looking at it works we expect more as women in this time period as we should Mm -hmm. uh in fact i think one of the notes i wrote down was is this how all one of the first notes i wrote down was is, is this how all men behaved in the 80s because, you know, yes. I, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I really don't think that um, he would have, even John Candy's character would have really been seen as a creep. I as think much as seen, we think he is. Yeah. Yeah. I think he probably would have read as a, as a creep to just about everybody, but there's mm-hmm. definitely people who are just like, excuse the behavior or even mm-hmm. encourage the behavior or just enjoyed seeing it. So, yeah. I mean, so- a lot of people in this movie feel entitled to her. Oh, absolutely. Everyone, even strangers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the reaction, we joked about this at the beginning, but the reaction to her on the beach, like, have you never seen a, a nude woman before? This is New York City. Yeah. And you're telling me you've never seen a nude woman before? Not one that on looks the like Daryl Han- Hannah. Yeah. But everybody went ape shit. Like, people are, like, pushing each other over to get to her as if this is the last woman on earth. And it made me a little bit uncomfortable already. Like when that happened, if we're like kind of diving into that scene, sure. when she came out of the water and mm-hmm. started walking towards the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. and everyone saw her, started running towards her. I, my immediate response was like, what are they going to do to her? Cause like, there's right. so much, either there's so much energy and like, uh, it was too, it was like, too much. Scary. I was, yeah, worried. I, was like, I was worried for her 
bodily safety. Yeah, I was worried yes. for her because I was afraid. I was like, are they exactly, Sarah? Are they going to touch her? Are they going to grope her? Are they going to? Yeah, you know, I was. I was really scared for her. I was like, what's going to happen to her? And then of course they're taking pictures. And I I heard one of the extras say something along the lines of like, are you getting it? Are you getting all of it? And it's just like, it's like, it was was awful too. Yeah. If we were just walking down the belt line and a nude woman strolled down, what do you think the reaction would be? Um, In Atlanta GA. I think it would be a combination. I think people, some people would just be like, I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, I'm going like, to go over here. Because I would, think people it. would be like, that seems weird. Exactly. They just yeah. like, but it wouldn't be like that fucking crazy. Like there it might wasn't be like, like a few in New York guys City there, too. Like, I feel like people would just be like, I mean, I yes. do think people might come bring their Snap phones pictures. out. Yeah. I think, yeah. uh, I think you would see people coming up to her going like, are you okay? Can are I you help okay? you? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. the thing is like people just not only do people not seem to be concerned about anything and you know what? It, they're consistent at least in the world yeah. of this movie. They've decided we don't care. Mermaids exist. Welcome to Plug It Up. Uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about the things that we're doing besides this podcast and also that our guests are doing. Uh, Ray, would you like to start? What would you like to plug? Um, you know what? I'll plug two things. Um, nice. I have a YouTube channel. Excellent. It's uh, just my name, Fabre Nicole, uh, where I do a show called Black Famous, where we review, critique, and love on all things Black media, specifically Black movies. Love it. Um, so if you care for that, I only have one video up at this time, but the other video is being edited as soon as I finish here. So So um, please go subscribe to that. Please do. Uh, Second thing really quick. I am a part of a Twitch live stream show called um, Fiasco. Love it. Calamity Story. I've done that Uh, show too. Yes. And um, I'm certainly not an official part, but I do guest star a lot and I definitely recommend it if you guys like Twitch. It's a fun show. It's so fun. Fiasco is an improvised show uh, prompted by the rules of one of those sort of role-playing board games. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm telling the listeners uh, so mm-hmm. so they know. Um, but it changes every time. Like I've been on the show and it was like a haunted bowling alley one time. There was another where we were scientists in the Antarctic. Um, it was, there was a bunch of different ones that we've done. I can't believe we've never done the show together. Cause I've been on it a lot. No. You've been on it a lot, but we've never done it together. Yeah. But it's no, improvised. never done it together. It is, uh, it is improvised. Um, the actual game creators of fiasco, mm-hmm. they, um, have their own show, but they don't have it with improvisers. Yeah. So, you know, it is, is a very highly improvised, improvisation. It's basically an imp- whole yeah, imp- improvised m- movie. Yeah, with the game, the game prompts kind of as a starting point. Um, And do you happen to have the information for Fiasco, like what the Twitch channel handle is? Yeah. Oh lord. Well, you look Uh, it up, and I'll keep talking, and we'll circle back to it. Yeah, sounds good. I'll do that. Um, Do you have any Instagram or anything you want people to follow? Um, yeah, my, my Instagram is, um, the fabulous creative, nice. uh, F-A-B-L-I-S-T, uh, creative. And that is where I'd kind of post updates about the show itself. Great. Uh, so that's, if you ever want to follow along, that's where you can go. Nice. 
All right. Well, you look up at that Twitch. Um, I've so I got a couple things to plug. Uh, the Critical Crop Top YouTube channel. So this podcast is produced by Critical Crop Top Media. Uh, if you go to Critical Crop Top's YouTube channel, you can watch the vidcast uh, unless you're already watching it. And if so, hello. Uh, but if you're not watching us, uh, you can watch this vidcast on the YouTube channel. You can also find the Adam and Andy podcast uh, vidcast. Uh, you can, which is where Sarah and I watch only Andy Driver, Adam Driver, and Andy Samberg movies. Did I say Andy Driver? I'm good. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver and Andy Samberg movies. Uh, we got a good cast of that. And the Critical Crop Top Sketch Comedy Web Show. Uh, new sketches, both uh, Ray and uh, Sarah uh, involved in those. Um, and uh, those are um, new sketches going up every two weeks. I think we're coming to the end of them. We've been putting up new sketches every month since January, every two, every two weeks since January. Uh, next month, when this show comes out, I think will be the last two. Uh, but we have all of the other ones um, up on the up on the channel, as well as sketches from our live show, films, and any other podcasts that we've done. Uh, so we as have well. three left. Uh, well, we've got one going up next week, but this okay. will be coming out in May, and that oh, one will okay. already be out. So we've got three left. Uh, and but by the time this show comes out, I think we'll have two. Uh, two episodes of the web show, sketch comedy web show left. Okay, but you can go back and. Just burn through all of them. Um, Binge it. Burn it. Binge it. Uh, Fabre, we got. Uh, did you find the the Twitch? I did. It nice. is uh, Twitch TV. Uh, Twitch TV slash Calamity Fiasco. Nice. Okay. Well, I think I think that's it uh, for this episode. Uh, come back my friends uh come back and uh check out part two this is a two-part discussion on splash uh so come back and check out the second half uh ray will be back on with us to talk about the show um or the film that we're talking about this month which is splash uh you can find us on uh facebook and instagram at feminine mistake pod and you can find us on twitter at fem mistake pod tell us what you thought about splash uh, are you pro Allen or not? Let us know. Auntie Allen. Auntie Allen. And team Allen or, or not? Um, we've got, we've got some strong feelings about that here. Uh, and, uh, Fabre, thank you for being on the show. Thank it has you, been Fabre. a blast to have you on, um, to talk about this weird fucking movie. Um, I guess I'm going to go take a bath. I'm going to fill my bathtub with more salt. I'm going to dry myself off with a hairdryer. That's what I'm going to go do. I don't know about you guys. I'm going to eat some scones. And you're going to get some scones. Fair. Yes.